HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to Still in Dish, a podcast from the Specialty Food Association. Founded in 1952, SFA is the leading trade association and source of information about the $194 billion specialty food industry. We champion the food producers, retailers, and buyers who make up the specialty food world. If you want to know more about membership, visit specialtyfood.com. While on the site, check out the Maker Prep course, a 12-step online program that will teach you how to take your specialty food product to the next level. In each podcast episode, we want to share the stories behind the products made and sold by our members who are helping to shape the future of food. You can listen and discover the inspiration, recipe, craft, culture, ingredients, and production methods that help answer the question, what makes specialty food special? I'm today's host, George Hajar, Associate Editor of SFA. We're excited to bring you today's episode and so happy to be working with Heritage Radio Network a nonprofit podcast network covering the world of food, drink, and agriculture, and expanding the way eaters think about food. We are joined today by our guest, Kathy Strange, Ambassador of Food Culture at Whole Foods. In her role, she works to nurture food passion and elevate the culinary and hospitality experience in Whole Foods markets. Kathy is also a renowned cheese expert and leverages her extensive knowledge of the food and beverage industry in her role. I remember seeing you at the Summer Fancy Food Show, uh, and you were talking about some of the Sophie award-winning products, and I was just so struck by the acuity uh, that you had in understanding all of the processes that go into like the best quality cheeses, olive oils, potato chips, and chocolates. I, I thought that was a really magical experience. So yeah, we're excited to have you. Yeah. Thanks, George, <laughs> and I appreciate that. And this show is just incredible with the relationships that develop the food one gets exposed to, the trends, mm-hmm. uh, just the excitement of the passion of the all the members that attend and those that distribute and uh, represent this organization. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, let's dive right into it. Uh, can you speak a little bit about how you got into the specialty food world? It's very interesting. I came from a background of education, mm-hmm. and then literally uh, there was a time in my life where my mother got very ill, so I moved back home to be close with her, mm-hmm. and I ended up working in a, re- a white table restaurant with a friend of mine that was managing that business, and then my passion was born, and I've never left since. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think just learning 
about all the amazing things that were out there that I didn't have exposure to growing up as a child. And then also uh, how food resonates across cultures. It's a universal language. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, And yeah, do you think you can talk us through your current role now? Like, what does a typical day look like? Well, it's a very exciting role, Mm -hmm. and I'm really proud to be a member of of Whole Foods Market. We've led the industry in just supporting manufacturers that uh, grow and nourish uh, our people and our planet. So Mm. for me, just being with Whole Foods as a team member is incredible. With the new role, I get to have the opportunity to exercise my expertise to engage and inspire team members who enter Whole Foods Market that may Mm. have not had that opportunity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm working on education. I'm working with culture champions to be able to elevate the story of Whole Foods Market and working to create and re-energize a passion around what we do, which is the highest quality natural and organic foods. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to see that you're able to bring your background in education back to the forefront too. It makes a difference in the way the communication is effectively done. Mm -hmm. And also that you have to meet team members at all levels. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's different learning curves throughout the organization and the opportunity to be able to uh, engage at at all kinds, whether it's a podcast like yourself Mm -hmm. and I are doing today Mm -hmm. and or up on a cornerstone activity and or doing a real live demo. Mm -hmm. Those are all very important and really resonate differently with each person. Mm -hmm. Is there any aspect of your job that you would call your favorite? My favorite is the opportunity to share the stories about the producers, how they care for the land, the history of the family, and I think just the relationships. And at the end of the day, we sell the highest quality products, the flavors, Mm -hmm. getting to understand what makes a product the highest level product and how to taste for that product and train your palate around tasting for that product. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's any challenges that you face in doing that or in like trying to create these elevated experiences, trying to provide these education all opportunities? Well, I think some uh, of the challenge with Challenges would be that everyone can access information on the international webs and and certainly that's good, but it's not really knowing it. It's not really touching a fruit. Mm -hmm. It's not really smelling that fruit and understanding when it's ripe, how to prepare it properly. So I think the nuances around food are incredibly complex. Mm -hmm. So the challenges are training an individual around the sensory aspect about it, Mm -hmm. and then uh, to be very open-minded around the sensory. You have five senses, you use all of them, Mm -hmm. and how to use them to be able to really educate yourself, identify your own palate, and then translate that, not only for yourself, but for people you work with and for the customer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's so interesting, like being able to really have a a food experience that's that it transcends with like a, as a gestalt of like your your five senses. Yeah. yeah, and every food experience is unique to that individual because mm-hmm. everyone's body has a different pH. Mm-hmm. You you have different uh, olfactories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you smell differently. It could be cold outside. You could be a little under the weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an environment like this, the sound impacts it. So there's yeah. so many things, George. But the opportunity to be able to uh, foundationally prepare a team member to understand 
the best ways to do that. And then they can begin to activate it on their own and have their own journey around food mm -hmm. is very inspiring to yeah. me. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's really interesting too. like the almost philosophical Rene Descartes. I think therefore I am aspect of of you can't really understand someone else's food experience too. You have to give them the tools and they'll run with it on their uh, on their own once they're enabled to do so. Exactly. Yeah. And people have their favorite things anyway. So mm -hmm. it's just broadening their experiences. If you like the acidity about this, you may like that about yeah. this. Yeah. Even they're totally different foods. You may like food that, from South Africa that mm -hmm. have some of the same spices as uh, different places. So mm -hmm. just understanding that is quite unique. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Um, so shifting gears to the goings on of the specialty food world, what are some trends that you see on the horizon for this year? Well, one of my favorite trends is using buckwheat. Mm -hmm. I just think that historically in the natural foods industry, most people know that, mm -hmm. but there's been a resurgence not only about the, the health components of it, but also the flavors that make it unique and also the color aspects of it. I think full utilization of... Um, Raw ingredients, for example, cacao, mm -hmm. being able to break that down and not only using the cocoa butter, but fully utilizing the seeds and the skins of it as either infused waters and or for tea. Uh, I think also there's going to be ongoing um, around complex heat. Everyone likes heat and mm -hmm. there's just resurgence, resurgence around what's popular at the time. I think there are a lot of universal uh, things that you'll continue to see out there. And I'm really excited about those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really interesting. And are there any standout brands that you feel example, exemplify some of the trends that you had discussed? Well, I think uh, my example specific to Cacao Blue Stripe does mm -hmm. a really nice job executing uh, several different components. And uh, I think if a customer hasn't tried that, get out there and try that. You'd be very surprised because you get a wide range of flavors from berry. And then um, most people think dark chocolate or parts of chocolate are bitter, but mm -hmm. it's really different to recognize it in different forms. So mm -hmm. I think that's a really good example. And Bob's Red Mill yeah. does an amazing job with their buckwheat pancake and waffle mix. I just mm -hmm. think there's a lot of really cool things out there right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Um, so can you talk a little bit about how buying works at Whole Foods? I know that there's a couple of different levels to it. And um, I think that might be something that interests our makers in particular. Well, what's really unique about the way we purchase um, at Whole Foods Market is that a lot of our um, the individuals that navigate and oversee the assortment, mm -hmm. they manage the categories. So they become experts within that environment. So mm -hmm. they're also responsible for discovering trends, also having and maintaining the best partnerships. Mm -hmm. We're in win-win as one of our core values to have those partnerships and also focus on elevating the community of producers around regenerative agriculture, care for water, and we become a resource and we build the partnership together. So I would say um, with our individuals, our team members that lead assortment planning, that it's more than one component. You become very engaged in business. We want everyone's to be successful and we want to move the needle on having the best and creative and innovative experience yeah. for our partners and our customers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And 
when sort of like looking at these different brands, these um, these experiences that they do, you had mentioned before the five senses. Um, you mentioned also like the regenerative agriculture and the sort of practices that they employ. What what do you feel are your top qualities that you tend to consider when looking at a new product? I would say always the top is deliciousness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it doesn't taste good, everything I ask or or one of our team members ask, it's really hard to convince someone mm -hmm. to change because maybe they've made it to their palate. Mm -hmm. And what we really want to have is a relationship that we're 100% convinced it's delicious. So mm -hmm. if that product's delicious, then we'll have a further conversation. Mm -hmm. Our first question is not about the cost of the product. It's about, let's taste it. Is it delicious? Okay, tell me the history of the product. Yeah. Okay, now let's go through, does it meet our quality standards, which in, include ingredients? So mm -hmm. we go through that narrative. But we always start, is it a delicious product? Because we want to bring the best to our customers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing, thank you. And um, so Whole Foods has this pretty well-developed private label business. Um, do you see it expanding into any new categories in the future that it hasn't already? I think our exclusive brands program is so well thought through. Mm -hmm. I think that we go after those highest quality products and offer a value that's very unique to the customers so that they identify it specifically with that brand. We're always looking to expand at opportunities and not only that, create our own mm. categories because we do have a tendency to identify things very early and be able to capture that. Not only specific flavors that we add to other ingredients, but also components. I think we were some of the first out there with coconut waters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because before that became a fad over a decade ago. Yeah. But, you know, the fad was not that. The fad was representing, hey, how are we able to utilize natural products to bring them to our customers and maintain simple ingredients, low statements around uh, ingredients and really high quality nutritional value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's more of the company's unwavering commitment to providing like good quality and good for you and like good for the planet sort of products. Exactly, and I think the customer has a trust. Yeah, they know that we have an extensive ingredient uh, list that are unacceptable because mm -hmm. we have really researched that. We have a team that's diligent mm -hmm. around that. Uh, we have no preservatives in mm -hmm. any of our products, no additional coloring, no mm -hmm. MSG. Mm -hmm. And I think that level of trust that the customer can walk into our environment and have that and not think twice and read every ingredient really then gives them the opportunity to really seek and discover the new products we have in our store. And we're really proud of our offerings. Yeah, yeah. That's great of like being taken care of too, because um, I was recently attending a talk from Mike Costillo, who uh, is from Menu Matters, and he was talking about in food in food service. The trend for 2024 is let us take care of you. Let let's let's simplify that that experience, that journey. There's already so much that people have to worry about on a day to day basis. Let's not make like going to a restaurant or in this case grocery shopping one of those anxiety points. <laughs> exactly. And providing what they need when and the right amount. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we offer within our environment. We're not 
requiring you to buy two pounds of something. We offer uh, flexibility if you're in and and are shopping our stores, whether you're a household of one or a mm-hmm. household of five, mm-hmm. we're able to meet the needs of the customer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. So switching a little bit more to leadership and sort of your experience within the industry, um, what skills do you feel are key to working as like a communicator of specialty products in grocery? Well, I think you have to have passion for it mm-hmm. because within this industry, individuals can truly understand if what you're saying is something you're trying to sell or really who you are Mm -hmm. and if you are able to effectively represent that. So you have to show leadership in that. You have to be uh, not afraid to take a stand on it and Mm -hmm. say, I really don't believe in those products because of X or why I really like these products or because of Y. And I think people understand within this um, environment that there are things out that they're out there that are me too and are not quite as good. And mm-hmm. our our goal is to keep them the highest level, keep customers coming back, like the members coming back and saying, "Wow, I found quite a few things and expanded lines that I didn't know about," mm-hmm. and just thrilled to be a part of it. And they feel also it's a relationship. Being able to say, "I really like that." But it didn't uh, wasn't very effective in my floor. But the customers gave feedback about this, so you can have that engagement with the partner to be able to elevate what they do and what you do together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. And since joining Whole Foods, do you feel like the grocer or its customer base has changed, has transformed, has developed? Well, I think um, I, my history is quite unique because mm-hmm. I was in store eleven. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina, in a a high-end specialty store where we carried amazing products. And what I'm really proud of is with the mission and with John Mackey and all of our team members in our organization, being able to really get behind our animal welfare Mm -hmm. standards, really Mm -hmm. getting behind our quality ingredient standards and taking a stand and expanding our base that now we have over 500 stores in so many communities, bringing high quality food to a, a consumer base that may not have had that opportunity and and making it fun to shop in our stores. Mm-hmm. We really try and present the most unique shopping experience where our, our uh, team members are educated. We have experts. You can find what you need and you can uh, find how to cook it and mm-hmm. how to prepare it and uh, uh, engage with the team members on the floor. So I'm really proud of that. That's what's changed. We're more places. We have been able to partner to make more producers successful. And together we've raised the bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy that you talked about the animal welfare point because I was last year uh, talking with John Lawson when he was walking me through the new FIDI uh, location that opened in in lower Manhattan. And he was saying at that store in particular, there was that emphasis on this sustainably caught fish and um, the animal welfare when it comes to like cows and and, and pigs. So yeah, it's such a, such a strong We're value so pop. proud of it, George. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing it. We're really proud of that. It's not easy. Mm. It's really raising... Uh, you know, we're raising the bar for everyone out there and mm-hmm. uh, everyone's joining us together on it. Mm-hmm. When in the past it'd be like, really, is that a good idea? Mm-hmm. It's going to be have so many challenges and always starts with negative. But now it's like, 
that's a great idea. We're going to embrace that and take it to the next level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so I know that Whole Foods does this great job of empowering emerging brands. Um, they have programs like Leap, which is the local and emerging accelerator program. Can you speak a little bit about these initiatives? Well, those initiatives stem from having such a strong local program. You rever referred to John up in uh, the mm. Northeast area. And we have such talented team members in different parts of the country that work very closely with local manufacturing partners and identifying what's unique, even if it's only unique to that region. Yeah. For example, you know, hatch chilies mm -hmm. in New Mexico that mm -hmm. are very seasonal. But being able to bring products to... Um, a majority of our grocery stores to one area that really highlight that. And then uh, being able to evolve our local program to be able to create a mentorship program to provide business acumen classes, to mm -hmm. partner with them and become a liaison to help uh, development of business for those maybe that are great chefs, but didn't have the other side of the business. So mm -hmm. we're really proud of the LEAP program. And if you want to apply, there's information on our website. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What has been the biggest surprise about getting involved in the specialty food trade? I just think the relationships. I, I come from a background of education and uh, sports. And that team concept where everyone's working together for one thing, I find that in specialty food. You're competitors, but you're also working every day to create that niche product to be able to be successful as an industry. So that's something I really appreciate. So we're almost out of time, but before you go, we'd like to participate in our final segment, Take Five, five questions for our guest. First, let's pause for a break. This episode is supported by HRN business member Anton's, a cozy, nostalgic New York cafe and wine bar in the heart of the West Village. Anton's thoughtfully reimagines New York City's rich culinary history through comforting, eclectic American cuisine with deep European influences and a wine list 550 plus bottles deep, all within a warm and inviting space. Anton supports HRN's creative educational reporting and storytelling that drives conversation to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. Hello again, and welcome back. I'm George Hajar of SFA, speaking with Kathy Strange of Whole Foods. Okay, here are your five questions for our final segment, Take Five. One, what is your favorite thing about the specialty food industry? The relationships. Mm -hmm. Two, what's one thing that the SFA has made easier for you? contact with a variety of producers from around the world. Three, if you weren't in the specialty food world, what would you be doing? I'd be coaching athletics somewhere. Four, what's one piece of advice you'd give a budding food maker? Believe in yourself. Five, how do you define specialty food? There's so many things. Mm -hmm. uh, delicious and made well. Mm -hmm. A big thanks to Kathy Strange for joining us today. And you can find out more about the show at specialtyfood.com and heritageradionetwork.org. Remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Come back often to get to know the people who are shaping the future of food. Special thanks to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. This is Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast. Spill and Dish, a Specialty Food Association podcast, is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food Radio, supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.